Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 1, Episode 5, titled Dynamic Drag Duos. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one super co-host. From the podcast RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, please say... I want to be fire crotch for Halloween, Mommy. <laughs> to Evan Ayers. Hello. How'd you know my favorite... Uh... My favorite Halloween costume. You want to be fire crotch for Halloween? Uh, I just want to be Lindsay Lohan. You know, so let me ask you this question. I want, I, I want to explore what kind of gay you are. And before we even get into the quiz, I want... There's a quiz? There's a quiz. Study. Every week there's a quiz. No, it seems... <sighs> God. I, I, would you consider yourself in any way, in any way whatsoever, a show tunes queen? Um, a Broadway queen? No. If you asked me in like late high school, early college, I would say yes. And then I've since met people who know far more about theater than I do. Like I, I, I love, I am obsessed with Broadway. I love a good number or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would not say that I know enough about it to be a, a Broadway or a theater. Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, there are drag, I mean, not drag queens, there are, are queens out there. I'm looking at you, Alex Lefebvre. Even though Al- listener Alex Lefebvre literally works in this field for a living, so you have to give him a break. But mm. like, I know uh, podcasters or other gay guys who like they literally like, they know like the second act opening number from High Button Shoes or something like that. And you're like, holy shit! But I wanted to yeah. play a little game. Let's see. Let's, so let's see of like very famous musicals. Very. You're not. Gonna, there's not going to be anything obscure. Did you talk to my boyfriend before this? No. Because we play we we play this game often. Very famous musicals, and all you have to do is is if you can name the musical, that's it. But if you can name the number, if you can name, it would tell me what you know about it. Ready? So, okay. um, I want. Uh, are you nervous? No. Yeah, because if you say that you kind of this this cause t- to me this is a, a this is like in the I would say in a scale of one to ten this is a. For Broadway show tunes, I'm going to say this is one being the easiest. I'm going to say this is a, a three or four. Yeah. Oh, well, let's see how I do before I before I predict here. Okay. Bring it on. All right. Here we go. I don't know how loud the volume is. I'm going to start at a medium volume. Oh, shit. See, I need to see if we, uh, This is not hard. But this will give me a good guide of which way to go. Go harder or okay. go easier. And it's a it's a Broadway show. I, I, it's not Legally Blonde. I have no idea what it is. I, have, I don't know. Oh my god, I'm already screwed. Oh no. <laughs> this is Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. So, perfect example. I'm familiar with this show. I just have never seen it, and I don't. I but wait. This is like this song is even more famous than the show. Okay, I'm gonna go super easy. I'm gonna go super easy. Okay, I'm gonna go super easy. <laughs> oh no! This is true for you. Uh, hold on. Okay, here's the next one. This is to me. This is if you don't fucking get this, you shut the fuck up. This is like a one. This is a literal one. Okay. And you don't even know it yet. 
I mean, this is such a, so easy. You, I, 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 can, I can, I honestly can't raise. Okay, I can, I can raise the volume. Is this phantom? Oh my god! I'll even let you go. Keep going. Evan, is it West Side Story? Just I'll, let let, let the, this because this is like a little like a a, a prelude to the song. So let the, let the song kick in. But this is embarrassing. Like, there are gay guys screaming right now. I think of him and then I'm happy with the company I'm keeping. The city goes to bed. Is it Les Mis? Yes. Yeah, it is, right? Yes. Okay. I don't. I. I. I will not be able to say what the name. Um, okay. See, I know. Okay. I reckon. I know. This is familiar to me. I'm Yeah, I know this one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here's the next one. Because now I'm going to like a negative four on the easy scale here because we couldn't handle on my own. All right. Here we go. On my own, a lot of accompanists won't even play it. If you if you sing it on audition, you're me- you're immediately disqualified. I've heard that actually do that. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman, dropped in the middle of a this is Hamilton, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I was like, I saw you have like this look of consternation on your face, and I was like, oh god. No, this is Hamilton. Come on. Okay. All right. So wait, but but it seems like so. What kind? What are shows that you really like? Um, so I need to. I should. I hate that I talk about him all the time, but um, I should stress that I am dating like a musical theater major. So he, I've again, what I what I thought that I knew a lot more than I did before. I can like hear him screaming at me right now. Um, shows that I love. I love. I grew up listening. I can never afford to go see these shows, but I always grew up listening to like The Lion King. I have seen Wicked a few times, which is the most basic thing in the world, but it I have no qualm with saying it, it was like it was fantastic. Um what have I seen? I've seen Rent, I know Chicago, I know Hamilton, I know I thought I knew Les Mis, but apparently not. Um I just saw Mean Girls, like bef- the pre Broadway introduction here in DC a couple weeks ago. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um I know, like I know, like numbers, but I, I haven't seen a lot of. I have not like been to see a lot of shows. I am going to see SpongeBob next month. Maybe far away. Obviously, I know Annie. I love Annie. But like, perfect example. I know Annie, but I grew up watching the VHS, the one that Donald Trump was in, not like. I've never seen the show. All right. Well, you got Annie. Well, because you know what? You're about the same age of people who like Annie. Yeah. Give me a number from like the Land Before Time movies and I'll slay it. But this is the well, wait. That, that, <laughs> it, I wanted to see what your Broadway knowledge was. Mm-hmm. Um, Book of Mor- I know Book of Mormon. I know. Do you know anything? But do you know anything before the year 2000? I'm sure I mm. Well, I mean, I, I know, I know the story. Not a sound from the pavement. 
I don't know this one. <laughs> okay, hold on for a second. <laughs> That's. I'm not. A, I'm not an ignorant swine. I need to stress this. I just don't know these things. I'll, I'll tell you what kind of gay I am, and I don't think I'm very gay anymore, but that's... who? What was that? That's from Cats. It's Memory. Okay, see, I've never seen Cats. I don't really think about Cats. This one even has the name of the show in... Memory is another one of the On My Own songs. It, like, transcends the show. Wow, it, it, it hasn't kicked in yet. I mean, they haven't gotten to the chorus, but she keeps repeatedly giving you hints. Evan, you don't know your Broadway show tunes from the hole in your ass. The gays feel the room swaying, Evan, because you're not playing, Evan. You don't know the songs that make up your gay history. So... Right, I, I almost want to call Daniel right now and play this game with Daniel. What is he doing right now? I would, I would call him. I can make that happen. Hold on. Um. Oh, you know, uh, no, but you can't hear. Um. What is he doing right now? Yeah, no, he's probably beating off and Ew. watching Dateline. Do we have to? I don't want to. I don't want to feel dumber than I already feel right now. I was in a production of. Um, the King and I in high school. I know The King and I. Did you know what this, that number was, by the way? No, I don't. From Hello, Dolly? Like, literally, no. I want you to know there are gay people I around know there the are. Screaming, Evan. They're screaming. I'm, sh- I'm sure there are. And may- maybe I am not as gay. Trust me, I am plenty gay. I just don't know a lot about this. What year did you graduate from high school? High school, 2010. And mm-hmm. I went to a performing arts high school, too. Oh! god evan but i wasn't in theater i can't sing i was not comfortable with acting i was a i was like a visual arts major i was not involved in that like sphere i appreciate it i think it is the like the uh, someone told me it's the only like true american art not only true but it's like a very inherently like american like bit of like culture to like to consume and i appreciate it and i would i will go to a theater and see any show i just i don't know a lot about it. Sue me. Okay, here's what. Okay, girl, I'm giving you like. So you can't. You can't even preface it with that. A just, slow just pitch. Play it. <laughs> just play it. Oh, I wish you could meet my girlfriend. My girlfriend who lives in Canada. She oh, this is this is Avenue Q. I see. I know okay. Avenue Q. I know Avenue Q, and I am obsessed with that soundtrack. I do know that one. So I know Susical. I know what else. Uh, I just recently listened to the Carrie soundtrack, and I love that. But again, I don't know. Like, I feel like to really know it, I have to see the story. I either have to see it, and I, or I have to like listen to it forever. You know what I mean? Like, I I just don't. I'm I'm 
I could tell you plenty about dinosaurs or Survivor or real estate or <laughs> so many other things. I just don't know. Everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. No backward glances. The games we've played till now are at an end. I can't hear anything right now. You hear nothing? I hear nothing. Well, now I hear you. I can sing it for you. One I don't know this. raging fire shall flood the soul. Why don't you know these songs, you a-hole? Sweet seduction lies. You know that Taylor thinks... Taylor wrote me a message the other day, and he goes, You are so flirting with Evan. I was like, what? Is this are you? flirting, or this is just be- making me feel like I need to revoke my gay card? Jesus. Is he said that really? He's jealous. All right. Well, I'm secretly coming up with a list of things that I am going to quiz, not quiz you guys on, but I'm going to see if you guys know things that I, that I would know. We've already talked about one of them. So you have a heads up on Taylor, but we better, we better get ready for next week. Cause next week, Taylor, the latte boy is back with us for episode six. This week, the girls play a round of horse, which I hear is some sort of basketball game, and then return to the workroom to prepare their best superhero drag. There are table visits, rehearsals, and phone calls. Elvira is a guest judge. Things happen, but in the end, Rujubi is split in two, and Raven and Jujubi are forced to lip-sync against each other for their lives. After an emotional lip-sync, RuPaul is touched, and both girls are told... Shante, you stay. Evan Ayers, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Oh, so we're doing two things that we like this time? Yeah, it's a good episode. Really? You think so? If, if, look, if you have two things you didn't like and one thing you like prepared, go ahead and do that. I really... Okay, so I did like the lip sync, and I actually really like Chanel's character. Those are my two things I do like. I feel like I've been mean to Chanel this, this season, so I'll give her props there. Um, and one thing I didn't like, I, I'm, I don't like another day drag mini challenge. I don't need to see them in the middle of the day playing horse, which is, again, you said apparently is a basketball game. Mm-hmm. What, why did they think that would translate well? What was that? I don't know. I, I really don't know. And, and, you know, by the way, this is a good point to mention that, you know, on a previous episode, we said we didn't think there'd have been any day train drag they had done that was good. And listener Bryce Lee Wynn, who you managed to enthrall and offend in one week, um, he wrote in and said that they had didn't, they did a, a daytime drag challenge in season two and that it was good. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember a lot about season two. Sorry, Bryce. But only a little. Did I offend him? What did I say? What did I say? Was because he didn't. I know who. For the record, I know who Frank Sinatra is. I know, but then here's the deal, Evan, and you and I have talked about this off the air. When you do the dry sense of humor, it doesn't necessarily play on the air because people don't know that you're not kidding. I mean, people don't know that you're kidding. And so when you say you don't know who Frank Sinatra is, they think you know who you don't know who Frank yeah. Sinatra is. That's fair. Especially That's when fair. you didn't know 
Okay. Yeah, no, I see. <sighs> see, here's the deal. I just closed Spotify. I want to play another game now. You, it's called Is It or Is It Not Frank Sinatra? No. No. I, 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 I can tell you right now, I do not know. I would not know. I do not. I have never listened. I've never sat down and like fully invested in listening to Frank Sinatra is like discography. I know who he is. I know why he's important. I know the thing with like that we talked about the other week. I acknowledge that he is very like significant culturally. I just I don't know. I couldn't tell you his original numbers, all of them. You can't name. Can you name one Frank Sinatra? No. I mean, I probably I probably know a Frank Sinatra song that like was redone by somebody. But I wouldn't have known that it was a, a Sinatra original. Is this a Frank Sinatra song? Oh, the shark baby has such teeth, and it no. shows okay. very good. Is this Frank Sinatra? Coming at you, will Evan know if this is Frank? Start spreading the news. Yes. Now, how come you can tell the difference? Because, okay, wait, does, okay, and, and be nice to me. Does he sing Fly Me to the Moon? He does. See, I know that. And I, it's, I, rec- and I, I, as a kid, would hear that, and that would, my grandpa would sing that song to me, and so I recognize the voice. I know what his voice sounds like, at least. Okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give that to you. That that I feel better about that. Okay. All right. So now, I feel so name one name uh, one other thing you didn't like about this show. Um, I did not like. I just don't like the editing. It's just so annoying because they have nothing to work with, and it's just it makes for very frustrating TV. I feel like at this point, for how late in this competition it is, it just it's it's so obvious that they're trying to make something happen that's not really there. You know. And what did you like? I really liked um, the lip sync. Mm-hmm. I think we can talk about it, but our, like I would say very in terms of like iconic lip syncs, you'll probably see this on a list of on that list of like all time most memorable at mm-hmm. least. I liked Raven's mom, and that's about it. Uh-huh. And when I said Chanel's character, I like I like I like what Chanel did as obnoxious as I think that she is, mm-hmm. and as kind of full of herself as she is throughout this whole competition. That what she put together and what visually and just like the voiceover and everything i actually thought it worked very well and i thought that she was spot on which is good i'm gonna tell you two things that i liked i actually liked the challenge i think it's a really good challenge I, I've, i'm actually annoyed that they wasted it on such a shitty season i wish they would bring that challenge back because i was a fan of that challenge i thought the runway looks were better than average i, I thought all the runway looks were pretty good and the one thing I didn't okay. like, I didn't like Chanel's like trying to be butch and her day drag while she was doing the basketball challenge. Oh, that yeah. really annoyed me. No, no, that that whole thing annoyed annoyed me. So I don't even I couple that together. Wait, so do you are you a big fan of superheroes? Is that why you like this challenge? I'm not necessarily any bigger fan than a lot of people. Why? I just I, I, I don't know. I just this. I don't. Well, you got, you got I, to I, see I'm, two looks. They sort of wove into each other. I feel like I don't know. I just really liked the challenge. I was just a big fan of the challenge. Sorry, excuse me, sue me. 
No. Wow. No, I'm not, I'm not being shady. Wow. I'm just trying to figure out why you like it so much. No. Wow. Uh, do you like superheroes or something? I did not mean to say it like that. I'm. I, that was meant to be... I was inquiring a, a taste level. You just grilled me on Broadway, so I thought perhaps you might have a particular... The next day, after Yarlex is eliminated, the girls return to the workroom to find that Yara Sophia left a gift for the girls, and the members of Ruchubi are stressed out because they've been in the bottom two twice in a row. After a minute or so of discussion, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge. So get ready to put some bounce in your step, ladies, because for today's mini-challenge, we're going to shoot some hoops, and I don't mean earrings. Oh, man. <laughs> Two teams, skirts versus skins. Strap on your heels and meet me on the court. Let's do it. Okay. It is time to play fish. It's like horse, but with lady boys. Now you'll be playing two on two, and the first team to spell the word fish loses the game. The girls took different shots at the hoop, but in the end, Team Rujubi was just a little better than Team Chad. Chad, your name's not Chad. Evan, uh, what are uh, so what, do you, what do you think of this little mini challenge here? You just describing that it sounds like me after coming back from like when I would go to a basketball game in college. Like, how was the game? I don't know. The girls like shot some hoops, and I don't know. Like, it not good. I don't even know why. Like, I I, th- I think I will give them credit. Like, the fish thing is like kind of clever, but they could have done so much more with this, or it could have been. It's, it's not not interesting at all. It wasn't interesting to watch. There was so much time spent on it. Like, of all things that they could have supercut, I would have been fine with them just showing us three seconds of them running around, you know, or like, play dodgeball or something silly. I don't know. What was weird was how much better uh, Rujubi was than Shad. Like. Jujubee well, and Raven actually made a lot of their shots. Where, like... Or at least it was shown that well, way. No, Evan, you couldn't hide it. And then, uh, like, uh, Team Shad, Chad, and... and uh, what's her name? Not Shallon. What's her name? Chanel. Like, they were, like, they were, like, right next to the basket and shooting air balls. Like, not even hitting, like, the hoop. I think I would have liked to see more instead. I would have liked them to play dodgeball with like the queens that were already eliminated. Like, what if they brought back like your Alexis, Mimi, and all like all what two, four, how many teams there mm-hmm. were, and had them do like a lineup and just do bo- dodgeball and just peg the shit out of them. And the team who got that the, the team who pegged the most queens wins, or like the last one standing would like win or something. I don't know. Hmm. All right, just, I don't know. I'm not opposed to that, but but on the challenge itself, did you have any thoughts on the challenge itself? On the challenge itself, uh, I am, Raven's tattoo makes me uncomfortable on her belly button. That's the only thing I could think about watching that challenge. All right, the little like thing around her around her belly button. It's very distracting. All right, next, RuPaul announced this week's main challenge. But before we play the clip, I want you to know I also tagged on the uh, you know RuPaul talked to the girls in the workroom and she did all this drama and then she added on to the challenge so I put that here too it's all together okay so here we go she announced this week's main challenge for this week's all-star challenge you need to transform into arch enemies one super shiro and one super villain her team now it's up to you to put together a kick-ass high fashion outfit using your own drag 
Plus, you'll need to create a compelling legend that includes your backstories, your mission, and of course, your hashtag drag superpowers. Now, tomorrow on the main stage, the winning team will advance to the finale. But the losing team will be torn apart forever as you both lip sync for your lives against each other. As part of your main stage presentation, the four of you will need to work together to choreograph an epic lip sync performance to the original theme song, Good vs. Evil. Good versus evil. Back in the workroom, Rujubi quickly determined Raven would play the villain and Juju would be the hero. On Team Shad, Chad Michaels would play the hero while Chanel would be the villain. That was easy. It didn't get awkward until Chad decided to give some ideas for their characters. Here's the thing. We gotta keep this funny. Here's what I'm thinking for my superhero. Fire pussy. And I am in charge of vaginal rejuvenations. Maybe your tits put out my fire, and that's my weakness. What I'm thinking? Red pubic hair creeping out either side of the finger. (laughs) During the table visits with Rue, the queens provided an early peek into the backstories of their characters. First up, Team Shad got some advice from RuPaul. And I'm from Little Twat, Arkansas. Oh, that's such such sweet town. It is. It is a real. They run things real tight around there. I bet they do. <laughs> they do. They run yeah. a tight ship. Well, you know that's fine, but you might want to think about doing something a little more family friendly. I mean, you are all stars. You want to appeal to the masses. Betty and Joe Beercan may find it a little <laughs> provocative. We hear you. We can revise. Yeah. Next, Team Rujubi laid out their backstory to a confused RuPaul. We both come from a planet undiscovered out just outside of the sun called Solaris. Solaris. And we grew up on the dark side of the planet. She was given this TS gun at the library. Tan spray. Tan spray. And this tan spray, you are able to infuse people with the beauty of tan that you can live on the bright side of the planet. Can't live on the bright side unless she's actually with the sun. What because you cannot live in the sun unless she gives you the melanin. Okay, so you're both from the dark side? Yes. But who lives on the bright side? I do, after gaining that gun. Once you got the gun, but you're on Earth now. No. Oh, no, you still live on that planet. Yes. We're still Solarians. And they have libraries on that planet? Oh, yes. Girl. Girl, every planet reads. <laughs> yes, ma'am. During rehearsal for the production number, Chanel took charge early on, and the editors tried to make it look like there was drama, but there really wasn't. Back in the workroom, the girls talked about stuff, and on Elimination Day, the girls discussed the possibility of going up against one another. One of these groups is getting broken up tonight. Yep. Fuck. Mm-hmm. This truly does feel like the motherfucking Hunger Games. May the odds be ever in your favor, tributes. Do or die, bitches. This fucking Chad Michaels. Where her God. And the fucking Hunger Games. <laughs> I know. Games. She just I, loves. Do you, what do you. What, I, I, I'm sorry. Just, just to harp on this here. Why do you think Chad Michaels is constantly talking about this Fakakta Hunger Games all the time? I would imagine that she's talking about. I'm. I mean, 
in my head, she probably had what three days between season four and season or all stars, not four days really, but like very little time. She's probably got a shit ton of time in a hotel room between those two seasons. And she's probably just seen how, I don't know how many of the hunger games had been out at that point. It was definitely like when they were airing or like when the movies were like very popular. So maybe she thinks like, Oh, it's the hunger games of drag. I mean, like I get the idea that like, this is the hunger games of drag, whatever, whatever. I I see reality TV, an old person thing into it because I also think Chad lies about her age because well, which part of her, because she, she says she's like in her early forties, and she looks she's like in her mid forties five years ago. This is like this show's five years old, and she looks like she's in her mid forties then. I mean, she's had obviously had a lot of, a lot of a lot of work done, but I would say what she's forty one when she says she filmed this. Oh, I don't know, maybe. I, I maybe I could I could look this up, but I, I think she claims to be like forty early forties here, which. So maybe, I don't know, maybe, but she does not. But anyway, my point is that it feels like an old person trying to be relevant, you know? And so, like, the, all the yes. young people are talking about and, Hunger Games, so I'm going to just talk about Hunger Games all the time. Yeah, and I was thinking, listening to these clips, again, back to how little time I feel like they have between four and this season. Think of, just think about Chad Michaels, if she is this old person that she claimed, or, you know, this old person mentality. Think of what she's had to do in the last th- three months, four months, like in terms of like under pressure. She's had to pretend to be on a challenge where she was the first drag queen president. She had to film a, like a commercial as if she was like selling RuPaul's album. She had to pretend that she was a superhero. I'm thinking of all the ridiculous challenges they did in season in season four. Like she's probably just on this crazy. Like, she's probably just like whatever's relevant, whatever's current. <laughs> let me sell it. Let me let me push it until it. I don't. I, I, you keep. I, I think there was season four had aired, had just aired when they filmed this. I don't think uh, they filmed it right, right after it. I got the impression that they did because in this episode, I think when they talk about Elvira coming back or Elvira being the guest judge, Chad makes that comment, and she was like, "Oh, she's already back," like because she was the f- the first guest judge on season four, episode one. Elvira was the guest judge, and that comment made me feel like it was very. It's been very. Recent. I'll look it up when we're doing something after. You know, I'll, I'll we'll get when it aired. It was very easy to solve when it aired, but uh, yeah. we'll get to that. Okay, so what are your thoughts though on the challenge? What are your thoughts on everything that's transpired up until they walk on the runway on this show? On the workroom challenges, on the rehearsals, everything we listened to, the table visits, the the. The parameters of the challenge. What do you? What are your thoughts, Evan Ayers, on that? So uh, my thoughts initially are: first of all, you. I apologize for making it seem like you were weird for liking this challenge because I think it is actually very thoughtful. It's a very good challenge in terms of what the the potential for it to be is very good, and it reminds me a lot of the most recent season nine when they do the the princesses. Mm-hmm. That's like you know I they've reincarnated this in some degree, so it, it did work. Um, I think it's very ambitious for four people. And I think this would be a really good challenge to do if there was like 10 or nine queens. I just feel like the odds of it, like the chances of someone being really good and only four people are so slim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you do these big concepts or you get people like Sasha Velour or, you know, the, who um, who did really well on, I'm thinking of the princess challenge. Like, Trinity Taylor was really good. Eureka was like, you have more people. So the odds of a few of them being really good 
makes a challenge like this seem like it was kind of worth taking the risk because then some others really do suck. Um, I just, I didn't, none of it, none of it's like, I, the, the looks are very memorable to me, but I just, I, the, the storyline was obviously like, I feel like it was very difficult for them to, to nail this down into a very small bit of time. I didn't love, I liked Rue's critiques for Jujubee and Raven, but then I think it kind of just ended up watering down like their entire storyline, you know? Like they're told to be super creative, and then he's like, "But don't, 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 don't push it too far." Yeah, but I, I feel there's a lot of rigor mortis against uh, Raven and Jujubee in this episode. Who's Morris? Now you you realize you're being dry there, and do you, please note the reference. That was a reference, folks, from All Stars season two when you made when Alyssa Edwards says it's rigor mortis. And they say, who is Morris? It's rigor mortis, which is the term for when a body is in the early stage of decomposition. Yeah. And I'm obviously being facetious. Okay. I also, I don't, I'm surprised they were allowed to call it this planet Solaris, because isn't that a Toyota brand of vehicle? So here's my opinion on, uh, on the challenge. I thought it was a good challenge. I want to see them bring it back. I thought everything else apart from what the challenge was was stupid. That rehearsal was stupid. The workroom banter was stupid. The table vi- no, actually, the table vids were pretty good. Why do they? Why do they? Why do they make them do these stupid little number things? Well, in this case, I think they needed it. Most of the time, in the other seasons, they haven't needed it. You're like, bitch, we don't even have time now as it is. Like, but on on this one, they needed it because it was like, what are they going to fucking fill the time with? I just can't stop thinking. I guess the only thing worse than this was that season eight bit where they made them do like interpretive dances with their little yeah. people. And kimchi's like passing a broom. Off I could see making them do it because they're afraid they're going to run out, of, but they're going to run out of time. But then if they don't, if they have enough material, well then don't show it. If you think about it, you could have easily not shown Rue saying that you could have easily shown them not doing the rehearsal. You could have easily not shown the actual performance. Like, or don't make them stand outside in the hot sun and whatever godforsaken part of LA they filmed this and, play basketball like that like for you for i feel like they're really good now about when there's these bigger challenges they don't even air the mini challenge if it stinks you know like i've heard of i've been re- i've read about them filming certain challenges and then never even using them because it just wasn't worth it like there was apparently like a a challenge i think in like season six or something where they made them play with like taxidermy like scrolls. oh yeah yeah i was reading about that there are these like challenges that never made it to the air like, well, th- yeah and then there's some that they took out because of the she male he male or she male is that what it was or no female or she male is that what it was yeah yeah it was it was you got she male and uh yeah so it's a dumb challenge all right now it's time for the looks evan do you have your looks ready I have another thought about this challenge. Do you think that... Did they ever produce these comics? Did they make them like they said they would? I don't know. You know, I wonder if they did because that's a good question. Um, That is a good question. I don't know. And and Rue's comment about when I think he was talking to Chad about like, you know, so-and-so woman is not going to... This isn't very family friendly. Like... (laughs) I don't think at this point in in drag race yeah, know, like, yeah. popularity. I don't think people who are going to be offended by this are going to be looking to buy this anyway. Like, I agree with you. I, I I thought that was so funny, but she just cause, but they went in thinking like we're just going to say uh, this because there's yeah. so many episodes. Like uh, Taylor said, he wants to do an episode where my mom watches Drag Race with me, 
And I'm trying to think of what episode I could show her because there's always some sort of like shitty, like weird, like it'd be awkward to watch my mom when they're talking about like cunt or I don't know. I'm tell- I mean, I don't know your mom, but again, I, I showed my mom season five, episode one, and she could not get enough of penetration. So that was the funniest thing. Penetration? It's, that, or like that, yeah, like that, that first episode of, of season five, I feel like is. My mom, is I, my mom just, is. And just enough. My mom has seen little pieces, and she's clearly more interested in the fishy ones. She doesn't understand anything that's not fishy. Right. So. Which I can understand. Yeah. So, uh, do we, okay, now it's time for the looks. Uh, okay. So, the looks. We'll start with. We'll do the secret identity, mm-hmm. and then we'll do. Do you want to do secret identity and the? It's up to you. This is your. This is your segment, Evan. Oh my god! So much to say. Okay, so we'll do. We'll start with the secret identity of each of the okay. queens. Uh, the first one up we have is Chad Michaels, mm-hmm. and Chad is wearing a flowy red dress with a cape or a blousey cape with a long blonde wig. Um, it looks like she just took a strawberry and did her highlighter with it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I forget her storyline here. Who she like? What her? Oh God, I so don't care. She just looks. Yeah, she just. I mean, it looks like she's going to brunch at Hamburger Mary's, and it's it's whatever. She look. She looks great for being however old she claims to be. What do you think? Wait, do you get a toot or a boot? It's a toot. I guess it's a it's a very. It's like a it's a soft toot. Oh really? It's a big toot for me. I love. Love this look. You're right. The makeup's a little really? harsh, but I love the dress. I love the flow of the dress. I think it works for the secret identity. I'm a big fan of this look. Big toot. Big toot. Okay. Almost a poop. All right. Next up is Raven, who is wearing. Sorry, they don't always work. You've never you've never heard them say tutor boot and not thought are they talking about tooting like I've never thought that no I I think that all the time. Um, next up is Raven who is when Katya wearing... so for everyone should know that uh, Katya and Trixie like liked Evan's tweet today. <laughs> what, what, when you who liked it first, Katya or Trixie? I I don't know who liked it first because I fell asleep before mm-hmm. it happened, but I woke up I think. I think Katya liked it first, actually, if, if I'm reading my iPhone mm-hmm. like, notifications mm-hmm. correctly. I think Katya liked it first. But I did. I tweeted out because I, I will admit, since we've talked about their show, I have not seen it since. And I think only one or two episodes have come out yet since. Maybe only one because I watch episodes. I don't have, I don't get Viceline. I don't know how to access it. But I found it on YouTube randomly. And I found myself, I was so hungover yesterday. I was very much not like not feeling great and it made me cackle it was so good they talked about um well i don't care about that i want to know what were your thoughts when you saw that trixie and katya liked your tweet i thought it felt correct were you excited because all i said i I was excited yeah i mean i just i said like what i say i said episode four was your best yet like it it was yeah i thought it was cool i was i was more excited that i've had a tweet where i i was belligerently wasted and i told someone that was like being always shady to me that if they can't handle me at my courtney love they don't deserve me at my courtney act and courtney act liked it and that to me was like ah but because i thought it was clever 
Like this was just me being, I, I was just being very like sincere. I thought it was a good episode. All right. Uh, where are you going? Where are you going yeah. with next on the looks? Uh, the next look is Raven, mm-hmm. um, who her her secret identity look is what looks like it's not Marco Marco, but it reminds me of it for some reason. It's this um, floral ish. Like I can't think of. I can't pinpoint this reference, but it's a purple and blue and white and gray pattern flowy dress with blonde wig and these like really intense blue contacts and I'm, excuse me um and i'm thinking actually that i absolutely am obsessed with this look because i when you think about like a, a superhero with like who wears an identity or like when they cover their face or they do you know those like early early superheroes who like just have that little thing over their eyes mm-hmm. and like you're supposed to believe that like changes their like no one recognizes them or someone like was it clark ken who has glasses and he just like takes them off and suddenly you don't know who they are i feel like she's playing with that with these ridiculous contact lenses mm-hmm. Like you almost don't recognize her because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's, I mean, she looks incredible. Fuck Santino for what he said about her padding being like fat and ugly in this episode. Cause I thought that was very wrong. Um, this is a total toot for me. It's very good. What do you think? It's a toot for me, but you know, it looks very inspired by RuPaul. The dress is something RuPaul would wear that wig oh. style. Even look at that. And look on the left panel. Look at that pose and look she's giving. That could very much be RuPaul. Um, well, you could argue that RuPaul is playing with that concept of being a superhero for how rarely he Well, gets didn't you see that star booty? Star booty? She talks about it in the episode about star booty or something like that. Uh, okay. Uh, so it's a toot for me. I like it. Yeah. This big okay. toot for me. Uh, next up is Juju B, who is... Um, in a red dress with these cliffhanger red shoes where you can see her little shrimp toes hanging off the edge of the shoe. Uh, they're also red and it's a very like standard black wig. She's went to the same strawberry patch as Chad Michaels with this <laughs> cheap bone. And I should stress that I don't know anything about makeup, so I'm not being shady. I just like it. It's very, very dramatic here. Um, and she's got this like, you know, flashy like wristlet on her right hand i say this every week i this is so basic but because i love juju and i get it like i i'm gonna boot it but only because i it's just not exciting but it's that's just what her brand is she's not known for being a look queen i agree it's basic i agree we always see from juju b is basic but it's still a toot i mean it looks good it looks fine but she's right she's basic it's just basic. Yeah, I mean, her next one is a, a shoot, and I'll get to that. But yeah, this one just is not doesn't do it for me. You, you see her little feet though. You see him hanging off there. You get yeah. that reference. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. The, sh- the mm-hmm. shrimps. Just gotta make sure. I'm not thinking about shrimp. Uh, next up is Chanel. Who? What was her name? I think her name. I I love a really crappy pun. So the fact that her her alias was Chanel Suits, I'm gonna be okay with this regardless. Um, but she's wearing a black dress that's half looks velvety and the rest of it's half lace or I don't, again, couldn't really tell you the specific fabric, but got the exposed, uh, left shoulder and the, like kind of the short hair in the back with the drag one one earrings. She looks beautiful. And I think in contrast with what she's doing for her next look, I think she looks stunning. So this is definitely a toot for me. 
I don't like it. I don't like the Chanel. I don't like anything she wears. It's so. <laughs> it's so like. Are you just saying that because I like no, it? No, it's so 1960s like mob wife. Like it's just always so over the top. Who now just moved to Vegas? I just don't like it. It's just everything about it seems Jersey to me. But like not even like the good parts of Jersey. Just like the shitty over the top 1960s. Uh, we fly out to the Dunes Casino once a year, and this is what she wears there, Jersey. I do not like it. It's a boot from Joe. Well, it's a big old Jersey toot from me, then. She is Jersey trash. God, I wonder if Mich- Michelle Visage looked at this and thought she missed her body. Yeah. Yes. She looks a little... Oh, God. Uh, all right. Who's next? Who's next? Let's see. Uh, superhero is Chad Michaels. Don't remember her name, but she looks like the personification of a herpes flare. Um, she has on a red, very, very, very short dress with a back train. She's, her hair is oddly like spiked and poofed. It kind of looks like a Hunger's Ga- Hunger Game. Like you know those people like that are like the the one percent of the Hunger Games they have those like wild hairstyles. May the odd be forever in your favor, bitch. Truly. Um. Yeah, she's got little like flame accents on her shoulders, as, and then you can't really tell what she's holding, but it looks like a a gun of some sorts with these black thigh high boots. Sure, it's a toot because she does look she looks I wouldn't say superheroish, but it's bizarre for her, so I'll give it to her. I think she looks fantastic. It's a big toot from Joe. Yay! She kind of looks like a herpes thwart, though, doesn't she? I'm not going to respond to that terrible joke. I don't understand the question. I won't respond to it. Uh, next up is Raven, who, again, I forget her name, but she is who uh, the guest judge described her as looking like someone who was on a Alexander McQueen runway. She's wearing all black uh, with a uh, black corset and has silver Malfoy mommy hair, has this face mask where she looks very plastic and uh, very creepy with the hood. Um, I love this. And I think this is one of the most, like, ins- like one of the most original or iconic things that I think Raven's done on drag race. In my opinion, does she look like a superhero? Not really. Does she look like a villain sort of, but it's just, it's, it's just so jarring. And I think this is still kind of early enough in her, her aesthetic as being so iconic for her and so memorable that I think this was like a really big moment for her. I think Lucia looks incredible. It's a big toot. This Wendy McClendon Covey is wrong because she said the Alexander McQueen comment as a, as a read. And I think she looks fantastic. I think she rarely looked better. I think she looks phenomenal. Huge toot. Yeah, she looks incredible, yeah. What's that woman's name? The- Wendy McClendon Covey. She hits it. A- she had some really good. She her commentary was very uh, insightful, but not very helpful with making what she was talking about. Like, well, if I were a a marketing executive, blah blah. blah but if I were a you know a parent at home, I would think this. Or you know what I mean? She was like, you could tell she really enjoyed this. What was what movie? Do you know what is she, what is she the from? Goldbergs? Now she's on, but this is pre the Goldbergs. But she was on Bridesmaids too. Right. Well, when I see her, all I think of is that line: "I cracked a blanket in half." Do you understand what I'm saying? She's like talking about her son's masturbating into a whatever. Next up is Juju B. 
that's that's a that was a funny i just re- i just watched that movie like three nights ago so that's a little f- fresh for me um next up is juju <laughs> are you done am i done is a better question probably next up is juju b who is wearing an all-white jumpsuit with fiery red hair uh white pumps and is holding a blow dryer and this is incredible this is a total shoot for me she looks so marvel and is is, like this should be a superhero or a villain of some sorts like this is it's so simple and stormy but um and maybe because she's wearing it it's like different that i'm so into it but i think she looks incredible what do you think it's a mild toot really yeah it's still basic the wig is basic. A white jumpsuit. Meh. I, you know what? But what do superheroes yeah, wear, Yeah, but though? I think Wendy McClendon Covey was right when she said, your name's Melatonin. You should have been showing some skin. I think it's a melanonin. Melatonin's what you take to fall asleep. Are you sure it wasn't melatonin? I think that might have been her name. This is a melatonin right here. Okay, I'm telling you. I, I'm sure her name is melatonin. Nami Harder's going to correct you. This. The the sleep. I'm pretty sure it's melanin. What's what's in your what's in your skin? Melanin is the pigment in your mm-hmm. skin, which makes her tan. Melatonin, yeah, is a natural sleep aid. All right. Well, well, we'll let them decide. Last up is Chanel, who um, is wearing all black. These pictures that I have of her, she <laughs> kind of looks like that thing when you have sleep paralysis. That you see in the corner of your room when you wake up. Wait, I don't have. You know, do you have sleep paralysis? I have terrible sleep paralysis. And you see. Ter- wait, and you, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. And you see things in the corner of your room? Uh, yes, I have sleep paralysis, and it's this terrible sensation that happens. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and my brain will be fully awake and alert, but my body will be completely asleep, and I, 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 they're not connected, and so I can't move. And every once in a while, they always, there's there's this like famous painting or that like kind of like tries to encapsulate like what is causing it. And it's supposed to, it's of this thing that's like sitting on this woman's chest and it looks like this demon. And so my friends and I, whenever we see something that's like kind of scary or like jarring like this that I'm looking at now, um, it's that thing that like is keeping you from, from being able to shake your sleep paralysis. It's like a demon pretty much, but you don't really see a demon. No, but you feel like something is like literally, it's like something's like sitting on you or like pulling you down. So, yeah. So, I've heard of this, but I've never met anybody who suffers from this. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's. Are you free? Like, how do you, how long does it last? Uh, sometimes it lasts. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell because in the moment, like, you're obviously you can't like time it, but it feels like forever. Sometimes it might be 20 seconds. I've got it sometimes in the car. When I'll be like in the car. Yes. When I'm, if I, I'm, I'm weird enough. I have to, if I'm going on a road trip or if I'm with people and I'm not driving, I will fall asleep immediately. Like the car to me is like a very, like it kind of soothes me and helps. Like I, I I can't not sleep in a vehicle unless if I'm driving, I'm fine. I'm a passenger. I don't care how loud the music is. I don't care what you're doing. Like I will, I will pass out. And it's happened a few times in the car. And I've, I've remembered sitting, like being asleep in the car and hearing, you know, several exchanges of conversations from people are hearing like, like bits of songs long enough, at least to a minute or two minutes before waking back up or being able to move. It's terrifying. Because are you afraid that, you're going to die? No, but it's in that moment. You cannot control. You can't do anything. You're just, you're hyper aware of everything around you, but you have no ability to react to it. And it's, 
um, it's really fucking scary. It's not fun. And I don't know what causes it. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it's really terribly understood. It's not understood. I, my, I do know that a lot of it is like uh, attributed to people who like use drugs a lot or like, and I'm not saying that's why I get it. A lot of it is like, well, you like, did admit last week that you would use Coke totally if you were famous. Yeah. No. And I, and I will say like, I went to a music festival. One of the times that it happened in a car, I was driving back from a music festival where I had taken Molly and it completely fucked with my system. And yeah, which is why I don't like doing it, honestly. Um, and that was part of it because your brain's just so out of whack. But I can see how that's a it's a big influencer. But I think a lot of it's just stress or people who don't sleep very well at night. Um, yeah, it sucks. Do you know other people that have sleep paralysis? I do. I do. Really? You're the yeah. first person I've ever met who has this. And I, it's it sounds dramatic, but it, it's it's truly terrifying. And it's one of those do, things where because all you can think about in that moment when you're you're laying there or you're sitting upright in the you know in the a passenger seat is. You just want to be able to like move your hand or you want to be able to like twitch a little bit or do something where you can like kind of feel like you're in control of your body again and you're not. And it's, it's actually, it is scarier when you're around other people. If it's for my case, at least is because again, like I feel like I I'm alert. I know I it's, that's that brief moment of insight of what it feels like to have like a debilitating, um, handicap or disability to that degree you know like to what it feels like to being paralyzed it, you're literally paralyzed and it's not fun sorry chanel for linking you to this terrible sensation that's happened to me but yeah you've never met someone that's had it before no i envy you back on the main stage team shad was named the winner of the challenge while Team Rujubi was split up and Raven and Rujubi were in the bottom two. In perhaps the most emotional lip sync in the history of the show, Raven and Jujubi tearfully lip synced for their lives. The song... Dancing on My Own by Robin. In the end, RuPaul was moved and saved the lives of both Raven and Jujubee, setting up the finale with a final four. Evan, any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, yes, I do. Um, first of all, this lip sync is... When, I, when you told me that I was going to be doing season one, I was most excited about talking about this lip sync at least. And I, this is one of the few times where I, as dramatic as it is and over the top, like the emotions, I really think that these, like, this was very, like, very sincere, very raw. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it, this was, I don't think this was staged at all. I think, no, were, no, 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 it wasn't they, staged, but I think they were definitely going to send Jujubee home. But they've said that they were drunk. Well, that's the thing, too, is, yeah. But Jujubee's known, apparently, for being, like, the one that gets hammered, which I can't say I wouldn't ham it up if I had a few cocktails. She was like apparently a, a big part of why they have enforced this like strict one to two drink maximum mm-hmm. during Untucked because UGB would apparently just knock them back. But I think they should get, if, if that's what the kind of TV that we get, I they should be hammered the whole time. Well, I think it becomes a legal liability if something happens to them. So that's, that's why true. they can't do it. That's uh, before you give me your final thoughts, final thoughts, um, here's what happened post lip sync. 
I can't breathe. Oh. Raven, would you help her? I can't breathe. Raven, who has a plastic mask on and is in full drag, can you help her? She couldn't even pretend to sound like she was super good. Can you, can you, can you touch her? Can you help? Yeah. Like, what was that? I, I, listen, listen to it again. I can't breathe. Raven, can you help her? Raven, would you oh, help her? You, Raven, you probably Thank can't. You, Raven. You didn't want to do that. Please. Please. Can you stand? I can do it. Sorry. Meanwhile, she magically has a glass of water. Right. We're going to continue. The Raven, go get her the glass of water. Raven, go get her a glass of water. You look so pretty. You look so pretty. So do you. I don't think. <sighs> this is me whenever my friends drag me to a soul cycle class. I got it. <laughs> okay. I did not want to do it. So I have so what were your final thoughts on the episode? Did you have, did you have any stray thoughts that you want to give? Uh stray random thoughts. Why did Raven get to FaceTime his mom, but Jujube only got to call his boyfriend? Do you think he didn't want to be on camera? You notice that? How when they, they like for winning fish? Oh, um, that was weird. Yeah, that's a good question. Never thought about that. Why did the boyfriend not? Because the mom, Raven's mom was clearly worn. She's like in full makeup and the house oh, was perfect. Was, yeah. yeah, she was prepped for like, that. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, honey. Oh, yeah. hi. Um, meanwhile, what's the story with Raven's nationality? She's like dark and looks Latino and, or some sort of like swarthy non-white, but the mom was white as snow and then she's Russian. Yeah. He's, he's definitely like Eastern European. I think he just tans a lot. Yeah. My, I, but you don't hear anything about, I mean, not that I read about their parents a lot, but I would assume that it's, there's either a mix there or he's just, because he lives in Southern California, he just is super tan i don't know um i want to jump in here for a second we never finished chanel's critique it's a boot for me she looks horrible um i think it's a toot because she looks terrifying and she looks like i don't uh, i can hear my my boyfriend and now my brother screaming at me my brother's a huge like marvel fan or comic fan and he who's the like scary thing it's a villain i think it's in spider-man who like it's it venom i think his name's venom it's name is he she she looks like a villain yeah, he just I I I it's a it's a boot a toot for me. Excuse me, it's a toot. No boot, horrible, horrible. Uh, any other straight? Oh, I have some straight thoughts. Some straight thoughts. I had those too, and I I went to camp for it. I noticed on uh, on the beginning of the episode today that uh, on the Alan Chuck dot travel ticket, it goes from L.A. to Lake Titicaca. Lake. When they're dumb jokes. That's funny. What's mm-hmm. that? What what is that from? That's in that season eight in that the um, pitch pitch perfect lake lake titty. What is that? Where is that an actual location? I know I know it was in like the Aztec times. I don't know if it still is lake, in Mexico. Lake, titty, I think. Titty. You know, I'm seeing Chichi Devane like slapping her titty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I never noticed that. Good. 
Uh, okay. Uh, any other final thoughts for you? Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah. So, but so you think that this was not planned? Like that, that there was no way. Like they that they RuPaul was because if if I'm right, if or if if what I understand the timeline to be is correct, this would be the first time that they've ever had a double. You stay, right? Oh, is it? I don't know. I'm I'm, look, I'm looking up some information as we talk. Go ahead. Because season five was when uh, was when Alyssa and Roxy Andrew. I almost called her Roxanne. Uh, Roxy and Alyssa Edwards had that huge lip sync where they both get to, they both stay. But if this was filmed before that, this was the first time that she ever truly like decided that like in that moment that yeah, the one of them were going to go home. Hmm. Just an interesting thought. I don't know if that's the first time when they both uh, Shantae you stay. Okay, so fourth season of RuPaul's Drag Race um, began airing on January thirtieth, twenty twelve. Okay, season one of All Stars aired on October twenty second, twenty twelve. So they had just it, it, they must have filmed it right after the fucking finale. They filmed All Stars after the finale. Yeah. So they did. They went right from... Yeah, but they, they, so, but they tape it. So in other words, they recorded season four like in the summer. They typically recorded it in July. So in July of 2011, they filmed season four. Okay. okay. And then they filmed All-Stars probably either in the late spring or early summer of... 2012 just as season four was airing because they're also you know another way to figure out is fifi was supposed to be in the cast Mm -hmm. the reason she wasn't was she was in jail yes she was in jail yeah so uh that's probably why we had uh tammy and and mimi well think about it wasn't um willem as well they like told willem that that's that's a whole can of worms. You could probably talk about that. Yeah, we, on a we have talked about it. So anyway, um, okay. I had another question for you. What are your thoughts on this Sean Morales? A lot of people are like thirsty for him. What are your thoughts on him? Sean Morales. Who's that? Who's that he's name? the he's one of the pit crew. He's like the shorter Latino one with the mustache. Oh, it does not do it for me. Does not a lot do of, it. A lot of people him. are thirsty for him too. I and I see why his like his type of his type of gay is like that's someone's type for sure, and I people are obsessed with that. It just doesn't do it for me. He's like, yeah, he's he's got like the the stash. He's like kind of short. He's like mm-hmm. kind of an otter, like yeah, beefy guy. Yeah, I mean, I, he's definitely. I can, I know people who are like really into him, but he just yeah. Not, I I really liked um, what's the one that was on the Real World? His name Simon Sherry Wood. Mm-hmm. They're really hot. He was on like season six, I think. That was like, that's the golden ticket there for me. What are your thoughts on him? Sean Morales doesn't do it for me. Um, there have been some that, that do it for me. A lot of them when they bring in the other people, like when they have like extra pit crew, I'm all like, ooh, who's that? Or when they brought in your now, boy Brent. Oh, you remember when they brought in Brent Corrigan? Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Um, okay, I'm going to play you a quote from the show and I wanted to ask you about it. It wasn't worth putting in the show, but Chanel's talking about her character. And all this backstory for her character. And Chad says this, and I want you to, to fill me in on what she's talking about, okay? okay? Let me tell you something. When I competed before, there was an individual who got a challenge and insisted on taking a serious approach to it. And she right. was sent home that night. We need to make them what laugh. Do? 
What is she talking about, Evan? She's talking about Jiggly. Um, when Jiggly went home to Willem on the magazine challenge, because Jiggly was, ta- I'm, I'm, that's my this is my immediate assumption is that she's talking about Jiggly when she's given it's like a fitness thing and she's on the main mm-hmm. stage, and they're like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to know talking about you know fitness how to eat you know x number of pounds of chicken, and Rue's like, yes, like that's funny, and on the stage she's like, oh fuck. Like he like realizes that he messed up. He like took it. He was. Do you remember this challenge? Vaguely, but I'm impressed yeah. that you were able to pull that out right Hun- away. Hundo P. It was that because he's yeah. The whole thing like the the idea like it would be so funny for Jiggly to to be giving fitness advice because Jiggly was the fattest one there or the biggest girl there like has the least mm-hmm. knowledge. And instead of like instead of going with it she like i think she actually tried to like give she was like on her cover was like of her doing boxing and it just it didn't translate well it'd be funny it it was funnier if she actually made fun of herself and she did and she went home that week in that yellow dress looking like a lemon drop the lip sync song was la vida loca versus willem wow look at you now did you have any other did did i hog up all your final thoughts on the episode no i after you after Listening to some of the, the quotes and talking to you, I will I will give this challenge the credit it deserves because it was very interesting, but very creative. But because it's on this season, I just can't take it as seriously. Now let me ask you this question. Earlier, I said, "Hey, bring some topics to talk about today." Did you did you want did you bring any topics? I did bring something I wanted to talk to you about. Actually, what is it? Go ahead. Um, so it speaks to my obsession with reality TV as a kid. So mm-hmm. this weekend, um, my boyfriend and I we have. We've been on this weird American Idol kick mm-hmm. where we like I, I, I obsessively watched like season three, four and five of American Idol. Mm-hmm. And we went to see Fantasia Barino in, did. Uh-huh. in concert. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole different story. We went and saw her in concert and it was quite possibly like one of the most like incredible things I've ever been to in my life. Just like in terms of like her, like the her presence on stage and like she's just I mean, she's so insanely talented, but like, I feel like people don't take her very seriously. And I don't, there's, I mean, because there's the whole, like her being illiterate when she was on idol and whatever, whatever, but she was incredible at this venue and it was actually like kind of moving. But afterwards, like we went out that later that night and we were telling people about it and they were like, who the fuck is that? Like, like, why would you like, they were like, I almost thought it was like making fun of us pretty much for being, for watching this. And then we proceeded to say, you didn't watch American Idol, blah, blah. Um, and so I was thinking about it and you're talking about like how drag race right now is so it's a considered a success because like what a million people have tuned in at some point or another to watch this show. Mm -hmm. And that how many, was it 60 million people voted for her Fantasia to, to win that show? Or I remember like, you know, in the early 2000s, like, 60 million people like watch the first season of survivor or, you know, like how many people when I say, Oh, Fantasia and they don't know him and like, Oh, from America and they get it immediately. Like how much like found in terms of reality television, like how influential that was, that was a big moment for me. And I was going to ask you like, did you watch American Idol? And did you know, would you know who Fantasia is? All right. That's a very good question. I have a very good story for that. Yes. I did. I was actually mildly obsessed with American Idol for the first six seasons, I would say. And okay. I went to the finale of every single one. Shut 
up of those. You were so there. I was I was at the finale when Diana DeGarmo versus when she flops. Don't cry out loud. Mm-hmm. You oh, I have so many questions. And in fact, uh, you saw her perform. I believe in that green dress. Uh huh. I tell you, when I need something to make me feel better, well, I would I go. I it. would go to the. Are you, talking, I, I, you have to help me with my memory. I wouldn't go to the actual crowning. There was two different episodes, so it would be like yes. you know, there'd be the the performance one, and then there would be the crowning one. Mm-hmm. I would go to always to the final performance ones. So uh, I was at the f- well, actually, for American Idol season one, I wasn't at the final performance for that one. I was at the final regular episode performance when it when and when. Uh, it was like uh, Kelly Clarkson, Justin Guarini, and then um, the little girl, the little punk girl, whatever her name was. Ryan Starr? No. no. no what was, was her name? Tamira Gray, and then it was somebody else. I can't think there of was her a, name. There was a little girl. She had a baby, and she was like a little punk girl, right? Okay. I went to the final performance. I went to the, actually, for season one, I went to several performances that season. I was uh, I was there so many times. In fact... I was there. They sat me in the like in the, in the early front rows, and so like Simon and Randy and Paula came in and like shook my hand. I was, like, see, I was like, ah, you know. Did you see Kelly perform "Natural Woman"? You wouldn't. I would. You'd have to show me. I, you'd have to show me. I don't remember the songs now. I, I know the episodes I went to, but I don't know what they sang. It's 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 been so long. Cause, also, because I went to so many, I went to. I didn't go to any season two. Strangely. Didn't go at all season two, but went season three, season four, season five. Then strangely got into this weird thing where I was hanging out with some of them. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> so there was a night where I partied with, um, uh, what's the blonde one who went up against, uh, what was his name? And he lost to, uh, what was he, he was kind of like a rapper guy, blonde one. He was a guy. A blonde rapper. I mean, not beat, rapper. He was like... A he, beatboxer? Maybe, yeah. What was his name? Um, Blake Lewis. He lost to George yes, Sparks. Yes, he did yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah I hung out with Blake cute. Lewis one time, and he was like, follow your dreams, man. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then, um, <laughs> who else have I... I've met a lot of idols. Well, also, my friend... Runs a karaoke night in Los Angeles at the time. A lot of the idols would go in there and sing. So um, I've met some of them too. Yeah, I mean, wow. we can talk afterwards. I think this would be boring to people. Yeah, but, but um, no, so but so um, something that like this is actually really stupid, embarrassing. But so I, season three and four were like the big ones for me. I was mm-hmm. so crushed at the time that Diana DeGarmo lost. And I've obviously since like, I, but because I was very young and I did not understand, I didn't understand why Fantasia was so phenomenal. And again, last night or the the other night when I saw her and like, as I've become more cultured, I can completely attest to why like she deserved to win and I'm, she's incredible, whatever. But that season and then the season that Carrie Underwood won mm-hmm. was yeah. like. Talk about total, like what, what? What was I not when I, I wasn't learning Broadway shows? I was gagging. I was legally downloading MP4s or whatever of like Carrie Underwood's performances and listening to them. On, I would literally, I would put them on my iPod and I would make fake titles 
so that it would sound like I was like listening to like Blink One Eighty Two or something. So it would say whatever, whatever by Blink One Eighty Two, but it would be like it would be live like recordings of Carrie Underwood's like performances. Oh, that is the saddest closeted it's, gay boy ever is, in my life. I wasn't even clo- I was closeted. I was just too young to. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I remember at the performance with Diana DeGarmo, and because this is one of the things you, I did learn is that it and the, the judges talk about this, and it's very true. How loud it is in there, and they can't. No. Oh. That how good it sounds. So like Diana DeGarmo remember in that finale, I thought she did fucking great, and then I drove home and I listened, I watched the episode, and I was like, oh, it didn't sound that good on TV. You yeah. know, but in, when I was in the theater, I was like, oh, shit, right? But when Fantasia Barino, she just brought the fucking house down. That song, I believe, who was written by a contestant from season one, Dan, my boyfriend, like, we like, it's kind of our like joking, but like not joking, like go to song. Like, if I, if we wake up and I'm like not, if I can't get out of bed, he will put the phone to my ear and just blare that song. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's, incredible it's so good well, bitch i was there when she sang it for the first time i cannot tell you how jealous i am of you truly but the good news is i mean are you fans of current american idol or you're over it um oh, no i've no, i haven't i stopped watching it when jordan sparks won so in my head i get so invested in reality television that i couldn't diana losing as a young kid was too much for me and then i rewatched. i loved carrie from the beginning and her winning in my head i was like that's all i need like i don't care at this point as long as I got my one girl that won. Mm-hmm. Um, so after, after I like casually watched the season that Catherine McPhee was on. I think I that might be my that might be my last season. Who she should have won, and again, again, interestingly enough, talk about reality shows where it's better to like the winners aren't really the way, like people who don't end up winning end up having much better careers. Like mm-hmm. Catherine McPhee, Clay Aiken, whatever. Um, and then I watched Jordan Sparks' season, and then after that, I stopped. I think I stopped around the same time. What season was Adam Lambert before or after? Adam Lambert was after Jordan Sparks. He oh, lost. then I what that that may have been my last season. Yeah, with two that really cute guy. What is fucking? Oh, oh Chris, no, which, Chris Allen. Oh my god, yeah, he's super hot. No, not to go down my Twinkie route, which I know it is, but like, and I, but now that he's like older, maybe like your age, I don't mind saying this. This fucking David Archuleta. Oh, oh my wait, goodness! There is a like, very recently a video of him has been surfaced on the internet where like he's I mean, he like has to be gay, right? Like no, can he we, has to be gay. He has, he to, has be gay. to be gay. There's a video of him, and I, I'm not kidding you. I'm not just saying this to like be like topical. It was two days ago I saw, it, and it's like these like gay. You you made fun of me today about like the number of like gay like Instagram people that I follow, or whatever. And there's someone posted mm-hmm. a video of him, and he's like standing in his bathroom, and he's like singing his own song oh yeah 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 to the mirror and yeah. he's like he's just being a total queen like he i gotta see i haven't seen the video he looks the exact same i know yeah oh he was yeah he was he could get it he was cute but he's like a little mormon boy so even if he's gay like he's super mormon he's like it, super 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 crazy mormon and his dad was like crazy like abby lee miller stage yeah dad. like yeah uh, super crazy Mormon, and so like even if he is gay, it's gonna take him a while before he he's probably comes like to terms with that. He probably like meets up with like Sean Mendez and all them, and just scroll through guys with iPhones from the early two thousands. You know who Sean Mendez is? 
Well, that concludes this <gasps> week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Join us next week for the finale of this very special recap of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 1. So, for Evan Ayers and myself... Sashay away until the last week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers, that's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S. And on Twitter at Nobody Cares, that's Nobody, C-A-Y-R-E-S. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz, that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>